This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone. Agon Erev Shabbos. We continue in our series on tefillah. And I, I am enjoying this series because uh, it's, it's amazing. A person could daven for so many years and really have so little of an understanding of the form and the flow of the tefillah. So this is going to be our final share, at least for now, on Hoidu. And it not a, I can't say it elevated my Hoidu. I would have to say that comparatively, I had no idea what Hoidu it was about. And I think it's just on a completely different level. So, here's the executive summary of where we're holding. The first part of Hoidu was commissioned by David HaMelech, and he commissioned Asa to write a shir for the Tamit Shal Shachar. That begins with Hoidu, and it ends with Al Tigu B'Meshichai Uvin Al Tareyu. Then David HaMelech commissioned Asa to write a song for the Tamit Shal Ben Harbayim. That begins with Shul Hashem Kala Aretz. And it concludes with, Then begins what is called Gidol. Gidol, Rav Schwab says, Psuke de Zimmer has five parts, The first part of Psuke de Zimra is called Gidol, which does not mean to magnify, does not mean to make great. Maybe America needs to be made great again. God certainly does not need anyone's help being great. Negadelcha means to braid, as in Miriam Megadel Seyar. Braid means to take various psukim from different places in Tanakh and braid them together. Because if you just buy your wife 12 red roses, after a while it gets a little boring. You want a nice bouquet of flowers with variety. Same thing when praising Hashem. You want to take similar psukim from different places in Tanakh and braid them together. So I believe there were seven braids. Braid number one was Roimimu and Heshtachaveh, bowing to Hashem. Braid number two was Vuhurachum. Braid number three was Oiz, strength. Braid number four was Nekama. Braid number five was Tzavakais. Braid number six was Hoshia. Braid number seven was Bitachain. Then, in response to our Bitachon, we ask God, Yehi chazdecha Hashem aleinu kasher yichalnu lach harenu Hashem chazdecha. We make a request, God, show us your kindness. And the Rebbeinu Shem says, No problem. Anoichi Hashem eloikecha hamalcha meeretz mitzrayim harchev tichvamaleu. I am Hashem, your God. I bring you up from mitzrayim. Harchev picha. Just open your mouth. Vamaleu, and I'll feed you. So my brother said that means that it's referring to the man. Kaiso says, what are we going to eat? Hashem says, what do you mean? Just open your mouth, I'll send you the food. You think Uber Eats is a new invention? They had it in the Midbar already. They just, we lost it for 2,000 years. So, anyway, and we discussed last week, how could it be that God is saying, make any request you want, and I'll accede. And we explained, that's why it says, Anoich Hashem Lekecha Hamal God is saying, I'm elevating you above the taiva of Mitzrayim, and when I do so, when I elevate you above the taiva, then all your requests will be spiritual requests. So in that case, uh, I will accede to all of your requests. And when Klai Yisrael hears the Rebbe say 
that Anoichi Hashem Alekecha Hamalcha Meretz Mitzrayim Harcha Picha Ma'amaleyu, Klal Yisrael says, wow, what a God we have. Ashrei Ha'am Shekach Aloi, Ashrei Ha'am Shashem Alekecha. We are now doing the final chapter of Hoidu. I believe we had at least three. I believe this is at least our twelfth shear on Hoidu. Maybe more. And the Rabbi Schwab points out, we conclude with the Pasuk, Va'ani, and I. What do you mean, and I? I, who said all these praises to Hashem. Bechazdechavatachti, I trusted in God in the past. And also, my heart rejoices in your salvation in the future. Ashir ol Hashem ki gomal alay. What does gomal alay mean? What does gomal mean? It doesn't just mean ki gomal God bestowed upon me. We find that when a fruit is ripened, vayigmal shkedim. It materialized with almonds. So long as we don't see with our own eyes the salvation, and we only trust in it, so that means, so long as the salvation is just something we trust in, we could sing to God. But God says, I will bring it to fruition. And when it comes to fruition, um, we say like this, Right now, my heart only exalts. But when it comes to fruition, then I'll really sing Shira, Ashira Hashem Kigama Allah. Now, here is one of the important aspects of Nusach Ashkenaz, and one of, so to speak, the advantages of the format of Tfila. Namely, it is very important that Mizmar Lasaida comes right after Haidu. Why? Because how does Haidu end? Haidu ends, Ashira! I will sing! Yeah, no. So when's the song? The song is Mizmar Lasaida. Mizmar Lasaida is one of the most important Shirois that we ever say. So right after we say, Ashira, Lashem, Ki Gomal Aloy, the kind, ah, we've committed, we've made a nether to sing. So what do we do? Mizmar Lasaida, real Hashem, we sing right away. Now this Pasuk is a Hakdama to Mizmar Lasoida, and even on Shanzah we don't say that. We say Ashira, meaning I would like to sing. Now there's a famous <coughs> comment of the Briskarov, who actually quotes Reb Chaim. When could a person say Shira on a miracle? Could you say Shira on a miracle only when the miracle happened? Or even if you trust that God will perform a, mir- a miracle. Let's say a Navi would come and tell you. You know your team, your basketball team, that's rotten and terrible? I'm telling you, this year they're going to win the championship. Ooh. Let's say a real Navi told you that. So maybe you should sing Shira. Could you already sing Shira when the Navi tells you this uh, this? A prophecy. So says Reb Chaim. The pasuk says, I trust in your chesed. And then, in that case, just the only my reaction could be My heart could exult. I could be besimcha. But Ashira Lashem, I cannot sing to God 
only only when the miracle already happened. By the way, we once discussed Reb Chaim, and we actually have um, a piece on this in the Sefer on Pesach. Namely, there are um, the Mechilta seems to say that Klal Yisrael sang the Az Yashir even before the miracle took place. And now the question is, how could they sing Shira before? Doesn't David HaMelech say, um, you could be happy before the miracle takes place, but the Shira cannot be until after. There's another interesting uh, idea that comes out of this Pasuk. When Klal Yisrael got the Mun, why didn't they sing Shira? Why did they only sing Shira by Kriyas Yamsuf and not when they got the Mun? I mean, without the Mun, they were also in grave danger. So, this comes, I saw this in the Talalei Oyrois. He quotes the Rial Ghazi. I don't know who the Rial Ghazi is, nor do I know what Sefer he wrote this in. And I did extensive research. If anybody knows, I would be most grateful. But I brought it uh, straight from the Sefer Talalei Oyrois. Why did they not sing Shira for the miracle of the Mun? The Mepharshim explain as follows. The man, the miracle of the man, was not in their own zechus, was in the zechus of Moshe. Therefore, you can't say shira. The miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf was in there in the zechus of their emuna, and therefore they could sing shira. So we can say as follows: I trust in your kindness. When the miracle and the Yeshua is not in my merit, but is because of your kindness, then then my heart could rejoice, but it can't sing Shira. When will I sing to God? When He bestows goodness because of me. So there's another principle we see from here, that Shira is reserved for a situation where the recipient of the miracle Merited the miracle on his own accord. Okay. We now go to Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. Rabbi Shlomo Kluger has a parish on Tehillim called Tehillah Yisrael. And he brings a Yalkut that says as follows, B'yalkut v'ani b'chazdecha b'tachti B'chazdecha refers to Sayrasecha. Like it says, V'soyras chesed alashayna. The Torah of chesed is on your tongue. It says, V'soyras chesed alashayna. What does this mean? V'soyras chesed alashayna. The Kavanah says of Shalom Kluger is... How do we understand the flow of the Pasuk? It says, Yagel libi Why did God give us the Torah? Why didn't God just put us straight in Olam Haba? So there's an idea based on the Zayar that if we would have gone straight into Olam Haba, that would be like getting welfare and we would be embarrassed of get, for getting a freebie. And therefore God wanted us to earn our Olam Haba so that we should appreciate and feel that we earned our, our Olam Haba. So the truth is, even without the Torah, God could help us. The only thing is, without the Torah, the Simcha would be incomplete, because we would be what is called Nama Sufa, embarrassed bread. Through the Torah, we eat as our reward, 
our, we enjoy our reward and our simcha is shalim. So we say as follows. Va'ani b'chazdecha batachti. B'chazdecha, the Yalkut says, refers to the Torah. I trust in the Torah. What does it mean, I trust in the Torah? I trust that Yogel Libi Secha Ashira Lashem Kigamalaloi that the day will come that my simcha will be complete and I won't be embarrassed because through the Torah I will merit my reward. And now let us see the amazing words of Harav Avigdir Miller Zechatzak Debracha. Va'ani. What does that word Va'ani come to include? And I. As opposed to who else? I mean, whoever's saying the tefillah, they're I. Va'ani b'chazdechavatachti. And I trust, it should just say, b'chazdechavatachti. When else do we say va'ani? Va'ani s'filah silacha Hashem esratzayin. When do we say that? Shabbos by Mincha. Why? Because everybody else in the lazy afternoon, they're out on the streets, and they're whittling away their time, reading Jewish newspapers. You know that the greatest arsenal of the Sahara on Shabbos, as he says, don't you know, there's one of the Ten Commandments is that you have to read Jewish newspapers. So you need to get Mishpacha and Ami and Yated and Hamodia and Circle Magazine and Jewish Home and Five Towns Jewish Times and the FJJ and the Queen's Jewish Link and Zman and Kuntris and Kolmos and, you know, this is one of the Aser Sadibra. You say, really? I, I didn't... I, no, this is one of the Ten Commandments. What happened to learning on Shabbos? Nah, learning. Shabbos was given to read Jewish newspapers so that you could know about all the expensive things that you need to purchase after Shabbos is over. That's one of the most important things to do on Shabbos. So, we to counteract this great arsenal, the Yitzhahara, we say, Va'ani and I... I'm not wasting away my Shabbos afternoon. I'm spending it That's the reason we say that Pasuk uh, by Kriyas HaToyra, Shabbos afternoon. To, so to speak, say and uh, acknowledge the Yetzar Hara of all the things one could possibly be doing. The same thing with Tefillah. Says Rav Miller, Unlike the majority of mankind, which trusts in men, or their own resources, or in false gods. Va'ani bechastecha vatachti. I trusted in your kindness. I trusted in your kindness. Va'ani as opposed to everyone else in the world, they trust in their four hundred one k, and they trust in their boss. And they trust in their hard work. I, meaning the Jewish people, we only trust in God. Like Avram, Avram is called an Ivri because all the world was on one side, Avram was on the other side. So too it is with Bitachain. Va'ani means as opposed to everyone else in the world. Some people they trust their grandparents will help them, some people they trust their parents will help them, some people trust in their boss. Not a Jew. A Jew trusts only in the one above. Why do we say, I trust in your kindliness? Why don't we say, I trust in you? The answer is, 
just as important as it is to know God, you also have to know about God's attributes. And if you don't, if you believe in God, but you don't believe God is a kind God, then you're not Bikaras. Somebody could say, I'm a mammon, but you know, God brings uh, many things in this world that seem very harsh, so I think He's a very harsh God. Very nice, you're a tzedaiki. You're not Bikaras. Part of believing in God is believing in His Midas HaChesed. And if somebody does not believe in Hashem's Midas HaChesed, then he's not, a, he's not a Mammon. What does it mean to believe in God? I believe in God, but I think Hashem, God is a, is a rock. So he's not a Mammon, he's a Koifer Be'ikr. So too, if someone is not Mammon in Hashem's Chesed, then he's not a Mammon in Hashem, period. Batachdi, in the past sense. That means that has always been the practice of the Jewish people from the beginning. And we're justified in this practice because Hashem has always bailed out our forefathers. Ashira Lashem. Excuse me. Yagel Libi Bishwasacha. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Future tense. Future tense, which means that a constant continued. Now, what does it mean, Libi, my heart? Yagel libi bishuasach, my heart rejoices in your salvation. We know in Tanakh, lev always refers to the mind. My heart rejoices. Even if Hashem's help is slow to coming, I know without a doubt that it will definitely come. It might not be here yet, but I know it's coming. What does salvation mean? Salvation is not, oh, Yeshua, Yeshua means Hashem's presence. Now I'm going to ask you a question. And if you don't know the answer, you should kick yourself. Ashira, I will sing. Is it Lashon Zachar, Lashon Akeva? No? Someone answer. Ashira, is it Lashon Zachar, Lashon Akeva? It's Nakeva. Who's talking Ashira? David. Why in the world is David saying Ashira? You should say Ashir. Oh, I never thought of that. What do you never think? You never said Haidu before in your life? You come late every single day, so you never said Haidu once in your life. Wow. Does anybody here know why David Amalek said Ashira in Lashon Nekeva? Aren't some of his Tehillim also in Lashon Nekeva? No. Can we Why is the word Ashira and Lashon Nekeva? He should say Ashir. David is a man. No? You never bothered by this question? Ashira! What's going on? The answer is, it is not Lashon Nekeva. Really? Yeah. You need to know a little grammar. Sometimes the word ends in Kamatse, which means urging, pressure. Ashira, I urge myself to sing to God. It means with urgency. And it has two meanings. Number one, as I await the salvation of Hashem, which will come in the future, I don't forget the kindliness He did for me in the past. One who forgets to recognize the past kindliness of Hashem will fail to thank Him in the future.
and we urge ourselves to sing to Hashem and to give thanks to Hashem for the future as if you already received it. Meaning, because our trust in Hashem is so strong, it's as if it was already granted. A person has such confidence in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who has taken care of him for his entire life that a person is able to sing now for a, for a salvation that didn't come yet. Now watch this. This was the difference between the laughter of Avraham, our father, when he was told of the forthcoming birth of his son Isaac, and the laughter of Sarah. Sarah trusted, but her joy was for the future. Listen to this. You ready for this? I never heard this shot before. Namely, when Avraham, when Avraham heard he was going to have a child, he laughed. When Sarah heard she was going to have a child, she laughed. So why was Avraham not criticized and Sarah was criticized? You ready for this? Sarah did not laugh incredulously. Sarah laughed because she had emuna that she will have a child in the future. But he, she laughed for the future kindness. Avraham laughed as if the child was already born. That's what we're saying. Ashira Lashem. I sing to Hashem ki It's as if we already received the kindness. That's a very high madrega. Ashira Lashem. Let us sing to Hashem ki It's as if He has already performed the kindness to us. Says Rav Miller. He has bestowed kindness upon me throughout all my past days, including the countless kindnesses of which I was never aware of. As we're saying, Hashem, I thank you for all the kindnesses that I was not even ever aware of. How many times? We don't know what's taking place within our bodies. What kind of chas v'shalom, choyli, infection, the Shalom, prevented us from never getting uh, how many diseases Hashem pr- protected us from. That's Hashem Hashem, Ki Gamal Olay, I thank you Hashem for the things you did for me that I didn't even know about. Now Ki Gamal also means that He rewarded to me. I sing to Him now as if for His future reward of my trust. Listen to this. Ashir Hashem, I will sing to Hashem Ki Gamal Olay. Because I know He has already rewarded me. It's as if He's already rewarded me for my trust in Him now. And one more idea. We know that whatever God does is for the best. Even when we think otherwise and it looks otherwise. When Rabbi Akiva was refused lodging in a village, he thanked Hashem. And subsequently the entire village was carried off into slavery. And it was retroactively discovered that Rekiva was rescued from captivity by, that, by their not giving them lodging. But Rabbi Akiva had already thanked Hashem for what seemed to be bad before Hashem even saved him. In other words, think about what Rekiva did. Not just that the fact that Rekiva was refused lodging turned out to be good. Rekiva had already thanked Hashem for that which already seemed bad. Because he knew Hashem. Ashira Hashem ki I sing to Hashem that even the difficulties in my life, I know it's for the good and I'm thanking Hashem for that.
And one closing idea. The Shla Kadosh. Also endorsing Nusach Ashkenaz here. Ashira Lashem ki Gamal Alai Mizmar Lesoida. What does Gamal stand for? Gamal. Ashira Hashem, I thank Hashem ki Gamal Alai. Because there are things that Hashem did for me that I have to bench Gamal for. And once I have to bench Goimel, I immediately bench Goimel and I say Mizmar Lasaida. So the Ashira Lashem Ki Gamal Aloi is basically a declaration of our obligation to say Goimel to Hashem, which is fulfilled to some extent with Mizmar Lasaida. Look at these words of the Shla. Tiknu Mizmar Zaitzel Gamal Aloi, Shazu Birchas Hoida, Goimel Chasadim Lachayavim, the Tiknu Loimer Mizmar Lasaida. Why? She'ein yoim she'ein nasa nesa adam. There is no day that a miracle is not done for a person. Ve'ein habal ma'akar benisa, we don't recognize it. And we have to give hayda to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the miracles that we're not aware of. And therefore, that's how we say in Moedim al-Nisecha Shabachoyim Imanu. And by the way, if somebody, let's say, is Masupik, maybe they have to bench Goymel, they... And uh, it's not for certain, they should think in Mizmar Lasoida, they should think on Al Nisecha Shabachayam Imanu. And one last thing, Ki Gamal Aloi, ends in a Yud, ends in a Lam, it ends in a Yud. That's one of the 72 names of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Marv Rabbi today we begin the Parsha, the Atta Yisrael, Ma Hashem Elekecha Shoyel Me'imach, Ma 45. 45 days of tshuva from Tuba'av until Rosh Hashanah, of which God asks of us, Kiyim liyira as Hashem Aleikacha. This begins sort of Zmane tshuva, Memash Uba'in. So these are some thoughts on Hoidub. As Hashem, next time we'll try, we'll begin Mizra Soida. Next week, there will not be share on Friday. We will see whether uh, perhaps we'll do it Thursday. Okay, but next week's uh, schedule is a little bit different. No share Friday. It will be on Thursday. Wishing everyone a great Shabbos. Brachavat Slacha. Kaltov. What a great ray of hope. What a great Pesach Tikva. The Chida is teaching us that Tshuva out of love has the capacity to atone a sin completely without any other ingredients. In fact, this Chidush is advanced by a number of Gedolim. The Minchas Chinuch and Mitzvah Shin Samachdal likewise says, that the Dalit Chiluke Kapara, other ingredients that are needed for tshuva, are only for somebody who does tshuva out of Yira, but if somebody does tshuva out of Ahava, no other ingredients are needed. This likewise is advanced by the great Rabbi Yitzchak Kochanan Specter and the Nacha Yitzchak, Bez Yud Bez. And according to this, we can answer and explain. A very difficult question. You know, we have this custom on Yom Kippur, we all say Vidoy together, and we sing it in this really a catchy tune. Now, by the way, I'm just going to throw out as an aside, maybe someone can help me out with this. Who decided that we should pause after Um... What kind of tune is this? Heavy nu vehir shad nu zad nu chamaz vanu shaker. Ah, na 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 na.
I mean, it's, it's this really catchy jingle. Why are we so happy doing tshuva? I mean, we stole, we committed murder, and we were rotten. Nah, 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 nah. I mean, uh, it, you could not have come up with a more inappropriate tune. And the Tvaris Yisrael, he explains as follows, that we are not settling, we are not happy merely to do a low-level tshuva, tshuva out of fear, where our sins will be downgraded. We want to do premium tshuva, tshuva out of love, where our sins will be transformed into mitzvahs. And in that case, we're really cashing in, we're raking it in. Ooh, if we're raking it in, we're so happy we committed all these sins. As Achsam Soifer writes, that as somebody who ate treif, his Avera, the Drashos Chassam Soifer says, will be transformed into like the mitzvah of eating the carbon Pesach. So we're very happy. We stole and we were rotten and we committed the worst crimes that because those terrible crimes are being transformed into great mitzvahs. This Rabbi Akiva Eger explains, answers another question. The Gemara wants to know why do we blow Shoifer two sets? We blow Tkiyos de me Yushav and Tkiyos de Mu'mad. We blow the Tkiyos sitting before Shemana Esrei and the Tkiyos of the Shemana Esrei. And the Gemara says we blow twice to confuse the Satan. Toysus explains the first time the, the Satan's not sure. What is this blast? But the second time he hears blast, he thinks, well, oh no, maybe this is the Shoifer of Mashiach. But Rashi offers a different explanation. Says Rashi, when the Satan sees how much we love doing mitzvahs, he prosecutes, and he, um, when the Satan sees how much we love doing mitzvahs, he's so afraid to prosecute, he's scared to prosecute, where the Satan just runs away and he doesn't uh, accuse and he doesn't prosecute. Just the opposite. If the Satan sees how much we love doing mitzvahs, he should redouble his efforts and try even harder to prosecute against us. Says Rabbi Kiveger, no. What Rashi means is, when the Satan sees how much we do, love doing mitzvahs, which then means how much we love the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Ooh, the Satan says they love the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, then if they're going to do tshuva, it's going to be tshuva me'ava. And any sin that I say over and read and accuse, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is going to be transformed into a mitzvah. I'm better off just running out of the court and not mentioning anything because I'm just working against myself. And that is why the Satan is me'arbev, because he doesn't want to prosecute, because he sees how much we love doing mitzvahs. You know, the Gemara tells us in Brachais, in a situation, in a place where we have a Baal Tshuva, the great Tzadikim cannot come close, cannot stand. What is the meaning of One would think that a Tzadik Amor is much greater than a Baal Tshuva. Tzadik Amor has been serving Hashem wholeheartedly their entire life. They're on a very high level of learning and devekos. And this Baal Tshuva, although their change in life is quite admirable, they went many, many years not doing the right thing. How can a Baal Tshuva be greater than a Tzadik Amor? Says the Holy Chida. The Chida could be found in the Pnei David and Parsha Shoiftim. Because the Tzadik has a limited number of mitzvahs he could do. 
he can only do the 248 mitzvahs and not violate the 365 commandments. However, the Baal Tshuva has much more mitzvahs that he could amass than the tzaddik. Because all the Averos that the Baal Tshuva committed, that he does Tshuva on, are transformed into Zuchusim. And therefore, because the Baal Tshuva has in his repertoire mitzvahs that the tzaddik can never have dreamed of. The Rasha used to speak by Chazar Sashatz. Now he does Tshuva, he doesn't speak again. All of those words that he spoke are transformed into Chidushe Torah. The Russia used to have his phone on in the Beis HaKnesses. Now he does tshuva and he doesn't bring the phone into the Beis HaKnesses. Ah, so now that act is transformed into a mitzvah, a new mitzvah that the tzaddik who never brought a phone into a shul can never amass such a mitzvah. And therefore, tshuva me'ava could save our life. If, do, if one does tshuva they don't need a Yom Kippur and they don't need chas yisurim and or worse than that. Somebody does tshuva me'ava, it's yirbu zuchu yosav. Someone who does tshuva me'ava, he will sing the vidoy. Because he's literally singing a list of new mitzvahs that he'll be accredited to. And therefore says the chida, when we refer to the month of Elul, and it's sure, certainly it's a month of tshuva, we want to remind ourselves, what kind of tshuva are we pursuing in the month of Elul? We don't want to do tshuva meira. It's ani l'doidi, I am for my beloved, a tshuva of love, v'doidi li, a tshuva me'ava, not a tshuva meira. We don't want to suffice, we don't want to be, uh, rest on our laurels and settle for mediocrity. No. A Jew never wants to settle for mediocrity. We want to do premium tshuva, tshuva me'ava. And therefore, this is another dimension why the first parsha we read when Elo comes, banim atem l'ashem lekechem. Not only is this the basis for tshuva, but it is the basis for the higher level of tshuva, tshuva me'ava. So the Dubna Magid, Kedarka B'Kodesh, would give the following mashal. A, a girl from a very wealthy family was marrying a boy from a very poor background. And the father of the Kala says to the, his future Mechutan, look, I understand the uh, circumstances over here. I'm going to pay for everything. I'm going to make a wedding like you never saw before. And I'm going to cover it totally. I don't expect any... I know your circumstance. I just ask of you one thing. Get your kid a nice suit and that's your only responsibility. So... The father of the chassan was actually quite poor, and he couldn't even afford a custom suit. Bought him a regular suit, but that was his contribution. On the way to the wedding, the chassan is riding his horse, and it's a rainy day, and the horse slips, and the chassan falls, and he falls into mud, and he dirties, sullies, and rips the suit. He walks into the chuppah, and the future father-in-law takes one look at him. He says, "What happened?" He said, look, we did our part. We, we tried to buy a suit, but uh, there were circumstances beyond our control, and uh, I tripped and I fell. So the future father-in-law says, okay, you did what you were supposed to do. I will buy you a new suit now. But when I buy you a suit, it's not going to be your kind of suit. It's going to be my kind of suit. Custom suit, fully loaded, with all the trimmings and all the designer features. Says the Dubna Magid, 
God asks us to perform mitzvahs. But any mitzvah we perform will certainly be limited by human shortcoming. It will not be done with every detail. It will not be done with the requisite and appropriate love of God, fear of God, devekos. However, that's when we do the mitzvah. But if somebody does an avera, and then they repent out of love, where God promises that the Averos turn into mitzvahs, says the Almighty, now I am bestowing mitzvahs to you. And when I bestow a mitzvah on you, it ain't going to be your kind of mitzvah. Now it's going to be my kind of mitzvah. That's the meaning of This is what it means where Baalei Tshuva stand, the, the righteous can't stand. Because a righteous person could perform many mitzvahs, but at the end of the day, it's limited by his human shortcoming. But when God bestows mitzvahs on us, He bestows on us perfect, glorious, beautiful, stunning mitzvahs. This is the tshuva that we are hoping to achieve in the month of Anile Doidi, the month of love. So you say, come on, Avas Hashem is a very high madrega. It's the pinnacle of Avedas Hashem. The Chavis Havavis discusses it in his very last madrega. The ultimate achievement of the Oved Hashem. However, even though it's a very high level, love of God is already programmed in our heart. As Ramchal writes, that our love for Hashem should be a natural love. As the Rebbe Hashem is our father. Halayhu avicha. He's our tata. He's our father. It's something that is naturally in our heart that we need to access and bring out. In fact, Rabbi Kiveger presents an amazing idea, a really stunning idea, how we can access Avas Hashem. You know, how can Hashem tell us we should love Him? Imagine I told somebody, love broccoli, love Brussels sprouts. I mean, I like it, but if you don't like it, it's not going to help for me to tell you, you must love it. So how can we tell somebody... Love Hashem. If you love Hashem, you love Hashem. If you don't, you don't. You can't tell someone to love something. The answer is there's a rule in relationships. Kamayim, panim, al panim, kain lev bnei adam al As water reflects a face, so too does one heart reflect the other. Usually you feel about someone what they feel about you. And therefore, right before Shema, we have the phrase. Baruch Hashem, Blessed are you, God, who selects the Jewish people with love. Hashem selected us with love. And once we recognize that Hashem loves us, then we will be able to respond in kind. Now, the Chafetz Chaim writes that although Avas Hashem is one of the few mitzvahs that we perform daily, sometimes it's neglected. Do we all make sure to fulfill the mitzvah of Avas Hashem every day? Well, when do we do it? Chavetz Chaim says, ideally, when we say Shema, and we say the Pasuk, one should engender a feeling of love to Hashem, and try to be mekayim the mitzvah of Avas Hashem. However, at the very least, before one comes home from shul and begins to eat, one should not eat in the morning until they know they've at least once during this the day been mekayim, the mitzvah of Avas Hashem. Which the Chavetz Chaim writes in the Avas Chesed is not a super high madrega. 
Because there's a difference between Ahava and the Veikos. The Veikos is when the love of Hashem is, so to speak, permanently implanted in one's heart. They're always focused on it. On the other hand, Ahava is even if a person is aroused to feelings of love of Hashem upon occasion. Rav Avigdor Miller would say that one should not let even one day of life go by without saying, I love you, Hashem. And even though the Rambam describes Avas Hashem as a very high level, the Gra says that Avas Hashem could be taught even to a child. So let me conclude with one story. My grandfather, Zechatzak Levracha, Harav Mordechai Leib Glatzin, was a Rav in Pittsburgh for many years. 70 years, he was often invited to officiate at an unveiling. And one particular occasion, he wasn't well, he, he had surgery. And my father, who was not a practicing rabbi, but knew how to conduct an unveiling, was asked to take his place. And a Bigfoot, six foot five, Western Pennsylvanian man picked up my dad, and he brings him out to the cemetery. And as they're headed to the grave for the unveiling, this big, gruffy, rough guy turns to my dad and he says, You know, we're all here. My father says, well, what do you mean we're all here? He said, all of us, the whole family. And he shows him the grave of his uncle and his aunt, his brother and his sister. No emotion. He even showed him the grave of a son and a daughter. And this gruff man, no reaction. And then he showed him the grave of his father and his mother, who had passed away. 50 years earlier and he broke out crying like a baby for his father and his mother gone half a century. What is the strongest love we have in this world? Husband to a wife? Parent to a child? The case could be made the strongest love we have in this world is the love we have to our parents because that is the first love programmed in our heart. It says in the Silsisharim, love for Hashem is a natural love, it's an avativas, because Rebbe Hashem is our Father, Haloihu Avicha. And if we're able to focus on this and tap into this way of elevating our tshuva, then we'll be able to do premium tshuva. And premium tshuva could save our year and save our life and transform all of our sins into mitzvahs and obviate the need for uh, heavy detergents to cleanse us from sin. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant us siyata deshmaya, that this Elul, it should be an Elul of Ani Ledoidi, an Elul of Avas Hashem, which will upgrade our entire Shuva process. I want to thank Rav Yilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav of Chazak, and Rav Rabbi Eibov, who they do amazing work, especially in registering children into yeshivas. So I want to thank Chickens for Shabbos. Please go to the Yad Eliezer website and make a generous donation for Chickens for Shabbos by clicking the icon of Agunas Grushas Melamdim. And if you'd like to read this year that we learned tonight, if you want to learn more about Elul or Shoshana Yom Kippur and Sukkot, please get yourself a copy of The Mystery and the Majesty. It's available on the Art School website or at rabbidg.com for free shipping. Put in the promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, and Bezus Hashem, you'll enjoy this Sefer. Wishing everyone 
a year of happiness, good health, nachas, a year that all of Klal Yisrael will be zoicha to see the return of the Shechina, You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.